live from the old National Bank State Street studio. Across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Black and Abdallah on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. We'll be with you until 8 o'clock tonight on ESPN 1000 in the ESPN Chicago app. You can join the conversation at 312-332-3776. Kind of talking about a bunch of things. Talking about the Bears. They'll get back to work tomorrow. Will Justin Fields play? Uh, Mark Potash in the Sun-Times suggested or he asked a question. Did the Bears miss out on C.J. Stroud? A discussion we were having uh, about 20 minutes ago. And then also the news today uh, regarding the Chicago Bulls. Zach Levine, teams are circling. They're watching the Bulls situation. They're interested. They're probing. Per Sham Sarania saying that uh, he's hearing that the Bulls, the organization, and the player, Zach Levine, would be open to a trade. Uh, so that news is out there as well. And we'll take your calls at 312-332-3776. Chris in Crown Point, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Chris? Hey, what's up, guys? Guys, Brutes, huh? Chris Gaines, Thunder Rolls, huh? Never knew. Never knew. <laughs> How about that, huh? You learned something tonight. <laughs> That's the only tonight. song of the night I ever had to Google, to be honest. There I didn't know that song. Yeah. We're an educational hey, show first. Yeah, yeah, I could have gone without that song anyway. But <laughs> oh, yeah, the way. song sucks, no doubt. It's more for the story. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, so I had this idea. I actually bounced off my friends as well. But So, Justin Fields, we need to uh, pick up or not pick up this fifth-year deal. And Kirk Cousins, a free agent with a, with a torn Achilles. What if you sign Kirk Cousins? Tell Fields you have a year to prove it, and tell Eberflus the job's on you to make Fields prove it, and then you have Kirk Cousins for Ooh. two or three years. Ooh. Uh, I'll, I'll pass on the Kirk Cousins, but... Come on, Black. Kirk Cousins would be the best quarterback the Bears ever had. Well, no, and that's Jake pro- Cutler's better and, than and Kirk, Kirk Cousins. That's a problem, is that Come on. he's going to get a pretty decent-sized contract... And you've already paid Montez Sweat a bunch of money, so I feel nah, like we got the money. We no, got no, the I money. know you've got the money, but the idea of having Fields and picking up the option, which would be twenty five twenty five million dollars, is that what it is? I believe it's twenty five million dollars um, for the fifth year, and then also paying Kirk Cousins probably around twenty five million. Like, well, I was actually saying I would say don't pick up the fifth year option, but. If Fields proves it, we'll sign him to a long-term deal. But then you've got two quarterbacks under big money deals. Like the well, idea Fields of getting be... a, the idea of getting a draft pick is that they're cheap. Like you reset, you can spend a bunch of money in the off season on defense, on offensive line, on adding a three technique, on maybe adding another whatever you want to add because you're not paying your quarterback that much money because he's a he's a rookie. I guess I look at it this way. So if you could sign Cousins for two or three years and then tell Fields we're not going to pick up your fifth year, but you have until Cousins is healthy to prove your worth, and if you prove it, we'll sign you. Otherwise, we have Cousins for another year or two. See, I think Cousins is going to sign a a four- or five-year deal, at least a five-year deal. Thanks for the call, Chris. Appreciate you. Thanks, guys. We go to Chad in St. Charles. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Chad? Hey, how's it going? What's up? I just wanted, 
just want to say the whole C.J. Stroud, if the Bears would have drafted him, is irrelevant. If the Bears would have drafted C.J. Stroud, he would be Bryce Young. They would have no D.J. Moore. Their line would still be trash. They'd have no talent. So I think that the argument, yeah, he looks good for Houston, but I think if he was in a Bears uniform, he would not look so good, and it would even be a conversation. Well, couldn't you make the point that hanging into the season, the Texans were in a way worse spot offensively than than the Bears were? I mean, the Bears been or the Texans have been drafting high for years, though. Like all total, their receiving core is still better than the Bears. Um, their defense is better than the Bears. Like overall, they're just way more talented. So I don't think you can really make that argument. I like, don't know if that was the conversation hanging into the year. This is a complete surprise that the Texans are are vying for a playoff spot. People, people thought they would be a bottom feeder. I, I, I'm not saying C.J. Stroud's a bad quarterback. I think he's a good quarterback and he's competent. But I think on a Bears team with their offensive coordinator, with their coaching staff, with the talent they would have had, I think it would have doomed his career, like just like we did to Justin Fields. Best-case scenario for us would be for Justin Fields to be good and they end up being able to take like a Marvin Harrison and one of the left tackles from either like Notre Dame or Penn State or something. But... I don't think that's what's going to happen. Like, I, I think that they're going to end up drafting a quarterback. So we'll, I think, we'll Chad, happens. the argument you can make is if the Bears had C.J. Stroud, they wouldn't have D.J. Moore and they wouldn't have Darnell Wright. Exactly. Right? Like, you and wouldn't have plus, a better offensive line and you wouldn't have D.J. Moore. And I think that... But you Bears, perhaps it, would have a better quarterback. You could, yeah, but you but could also get a better to, one this year. And he'd be throwing to Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool. Like, that doesn't really sound like like rookie of the year game-winning catches and stuff like that. So I don't know. I I just think that them trading off the first pick last year is going to be so much more beneficial because if they do end up with a top two or three pick, there's three generational talents supposedly. Like I hope they take Drake May or Marvin Harrison if they end up that high, but um, I'm not really the biggest Caleb Williams fans. Look at look at undersized quarterbacks. Like most of them are getting hurt and they're not playing well. So I, I don't want him to go that route, but uh, I, I think that making that trade last year was the right choice, and I, I think that if they drafted C.J. Stroud, it would be like completely irrelevant right now because with the offensive coordinators and the coaching staff, they would have no talent. All right, Chad, we got you down. Thanks for the phone call. No problem. Thanks. Maurice on the south side. You're on ESPN 1000 Talking Bears. What's up, Maurice? How you doing, guys? Um, Good, I, my comment is I have a comment and a question. Mm-hmm. Um, my comment is that sometimes, as a Bears fan, it seems like quarterbacks come to Chicago and it's like their careers go downhill. And it's only what I what I believe it's only because they don't have proper the proper offensive lines. They don't have the protection. So when you ask the question about Justin Fields, mm-hmm. Justin Fields. As long as he has proper protection, he could be a good quarterback. If we had gotten C.J. Stroud with this line, I don't think he'd be a good quarterback. We also would have had we also had an opportunity to get. Um, oh God, I'm losing drawing a blank. Um, Kansas City quarterback. We had an opportunity Mahomes. to get him, Mahomes. Mm-hmm. We also had an opportunity to get Deshaun Watson. But with the lines that we had, there's no protection. So I don't feel that well, any quarterback would stand a chance. No, that's, I mean. Thanks for the call, Maurice. Appreciate you. You're welcome. Thank you. I, 
the Bears' offensive line, the year that they would have had Mahomes, like if they would have had Mahomes the year that they went to the playoffs with Trubisky, they probably Super Bowl would have champs. Been. Yeah, like or oh, yeah. Watson. That team was great. Yeah, like the offensive. Like you're yeah. looking at this at last year's offensive line because we talked to yeah. Tom Thayer yesterday uh, during Bears night in Chicago. And shout out to everyone that came out to JMOs and Mokina and drank some. Very tasty Miller Light with us. It was a great time. It was great. The and pizza th- was awesome. And Thayer, listen, people can come at me all you want to and say the offensive line isn't good. The offensive line is good. The former offensive lineman has said the offensive line is playing light years better than they did last year. Yeah. 90% of Justin Fields' sacks are on him, not on the offensive line. Holding the ball for eight seconds and running into a sack is not on the offensive line. That is on Justin Fields. The offensive line very injured, is playing well. Guys moving around position week to week, it seems like, are playing really well. You've got two cornerstone offensive linemen right now in Tevin Jenkins and Darnell Wright. Those guys are absolute monsters. Okay? And the other guys that have filled in, I know Cody Whitehair's not good and Lucas Patrick's not good. I understand that. The line's not perfect, but it's better than it was last year. And so, and even you can't say that Mahomes would be playing behind this line because this is the butterfly effect right now, right? Like if if Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes is on that Bears team and they get to the playoffs and they end up making us going to the NFC Championship game, going like everything changes. Like you can't go back and project out. You and I are not here because what would have happened is uh, when they made that run to the championship with Mahomes and that 2018 team. We placed a bet at the start of the season that they're going to win the Super Bowl. And with that money, yeah. we started our own um, taxi oh. service that uses cars that are electric built yeah. with that money. So, mm-hmm. Black and Abdallah, we're actually not hosting we're late moguls. night shows anymore. We're, yeah, we're tech moguls. <laughs> and uh, that, that would be the butterfly effect. And, and Charlie is actually our COO of the company. Yeah. And it, uh, that, that's, that's the alter, alternate universe that we would live in if Mahomes was here. He's it's a company our, that's going down. He's our, CI, no, he's our CIC. He's not our COO. Okay, CIC. He, he's our Charles in charge. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was looking this up. Um, <laughs> to this point this season, C.J. Stroud has 19 sacks. Justin Fields hasn't played in how many weeks? This is this four, right? Four <laughs> he's, weeks? He's missed four games. Well, he's missed, has he missed four games? Or has he, he's missed, yeah, four games, right? Four and uh, a half. Yeah, so Justin Fields has had 22 sacks to this point this season. So C.J. Stroud, you could make the argument that the Bears' offensive line sucks or whatever the case may be. I think a lot of that has to do with the quarterback getting rid of the football. Yes. Stroud is getting rid of the football. Mm -hmm. And as a rookie, only taking 19 sacks, uh, that's really good Mm -hmm. to this point. It is. And and I think that, you know, like, that's the point is now – you kind of can model yourself like if you move if you make these improvements with the money you have now you can kind of model yourself after the Eagles right i'm not saying you're going to go out and go 8 and 1 next year and that's how the season's going to start but if you have the improved offensive line if you have the weapons if you have a better defense now that sweats here and is going to be here under contract for the next 4 years you can then add a rookie quarterback and then be like that's the that's the path I'm looking at now. Carl in Antioch, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, what's up? What's up, my guys? So I'm going to take you back to two drafts because you can't butterfly effect, but you could if you really <laughs> want to. Let's go back to the 2020 draft, second round. It's a weak tight end class. Mel Kiper and all of them say that, but it is truly a weak tight end class. We spend the second round draft pick on Cole Komet. 
the best guy out of Notre Dame who Ed McCaskey loved and George McCaskey loved from his favorite grandfather's university. And we passed up on Antoine Field, who was late first-round projection who fell to us, and we passed on him. And guess what? The very next pick, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers took Antoine Winfield. And then let's go to 2023, where this great center, when we need a center, the guy from Minnesota, John Michael Schmitz, and we decided to take Tyreek Stevenson because we might lose Jalen Johnson. But, no, we decided to take Tyreek Stevenson, who in six games is very, very good, or eight games is very, very good. But... John Michael Schmidt is a center that we we could use, and he's very very good. And maybe we'll approach that center uh, that center position in next year's draft. But I want you to know that there is a pattern here where we focus on what we might need in the future instead of what we need now. And I want to also let you know that there is a purpose that 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 everyone is drafting what needs to be. What what needs to fill in the gap now instead of what fills the gap? Uh, what needs to fill in the gap later? And that is because we do not look in the mirror and say we are not an NFC team that can win a Super Bowl in the next two or three years. We have to prepare for 2027, 2028, 2030. We need to build up a, a center, a wide receiver, and a quarterback combination that creates. A beautiful chemistry, and so we need to trade Justin Fields for a second round or a third round pick, and we need to draft uh, uh, Caleb Williams and a Marvin Harrison. And if we could trade, uh, if we could trade Justin Fields and take those draft picks, and let's combine it, let's move up and let's take Brock from uh, the tight end from uh, uh, Bowser from uh, uh, Georgia, and let's. Let's trade up and move him, and let's get Bowser. Let's get a center. Let's get Caleb Williams. Let's get Marvin Williams, and let's reset while still keeping a core part of our defense, which we can do with our salary cap. We can do that. And let's prepare for winning a championship in 2030 instead of putting bubble gum on the leaky pipes over the bubble gum from 2006. Uh, that is covering the bubble gum from 1997, and let's put duct tape over the mistakes from 2009 with duct tape for 2010, and then let's put duct tape on, on 2012, and we're just putting duct tape and bubble gum on these leaky pipes when all we got to do is rip out the damn pipes and let's replace it with some state-of-the-art technological GD pipes all over the place, and let's put some state-of-the-art pipes all over our plumbing facility and have a toilet that talks to us when we take a dump, and it says, I'm going to warm your butt cheeks when you take a dump in my mouth, and guess Whoa. what? I'm going to make you feel good. I'm going to make you feel good. And you know how you and, do that? And you take your... No, let me go. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Carl, and what? And this is what you got to do, is when the toilet pipes tell you it feels good... It says thank you. And then how did this happen? Why did my toilet, toilet, my warming toilet that makes your butt cheeks feel good? I'm going to say because 11 years ago, you decided to rip out the plumbing and put on the state-of-the-art titanium uh, Back to the Future, Doc Brown and Marty McFly, DeLorean, state-of-the-art 88 mega gigawatts all over the place. And we should have done that in 84 after... 
George McFly and George uh, George McCann, uh, not uh, what's his name, uh, Hallis Hall, uh, the George Hallis. He died. His brother died, and guess what? After his brothers died, his grandson took over, and they suck, and they don't know anything. Virginia sucks, and she doesn't know anything. And guess what? Uh, David doesn't know anything. Tommy doesn't know anything. They all care about business because they're Ed McCaskey's children. They're not George Hallis's grandchildren, and they suck, and everyone sucks. And in '92, wants that sucks, and Aunt Angelo sucks, and 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 and, and uh, 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 the the other guy, the, the the dude from Minnesota, that sucks, and everyone sucks, and the GM sucks, and we hire the dude from Ernie D'Angelo, the dude that worked for Indianapolis, he sucks, and all of it stems back from the roots and the nuts and the bolts. And guess what? To the McCaskey family in Virginia, Hallis. And you look at what the Blackhawks did when they became successful. Guess who had to die? It had to be Rocky Wirtz's father that died before the son took over. So maybe Virginia has to die before we actually have something that knows how to take over. No, no, no. So, Carl, Carl, repeat after me, okay? You there? I'm here. I'm listening to you 100%, my friend. Listen, listen, say it after me. And that's the bottom line. And that's the bottom line, because AG1 said so. Holler at your boy. But I got to let you know, we have to draft no, that was supposed Harrison. to be it. We have to draft a quarterback. Hey, Carl, you're an Antioch, right? It doesn't matter. We'll be, we'll be in Antioch on Monday night. Yeah. Carl, you need to come see us on Monday. We're going to be in Antioch on Monday night. Stop yelling. We have to trade. We have to trade Justin Fields, accumulate draft picks, and we have to get with Caleb Williams. Don't take Derek May. He's bad. It's either Penix. Yep. No. No Derek Bonick. May. No. No Derek May. Carl, no, we're no, going to be no. in Antioch on Monday. Anastasia. I'm not here on Monday. I'm here right now, and you're going to listen. Okay. To well, I'm right just saying, maybe you can come out to the show. I don't we know. Come talk we're inviting you out to the show. We're, we're you to come to the light. show. Yeah. Jeez. Come on. What are you doing? I'm trying to express my opinion. I want all the Bears fans to listen to me because I spit the truth, and I'm not going to kiss anyone's butt. And this is what needs to happen. We need to create a five-year window, and we already established that with the signing of Montez Sweat. We're building a five-year window against Mon- uh, 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 amongst Montez Sweat, and we also have T.J. Edwards. Tremaine Edmonds, I'm sorry, but you're not going to live up to your hypoth- hypothetical possibilities. Well, we're building across the defense. And Carl, will you call again? What? what? When, when do you want me to call again? No, we have a show every night. So, what, so are you telling me you're going you're to cut me off and you want me to call again? Like, oh, you've, you've night been talking for seven minutes. I've been talking for seven minutes, man. Seven minutes. That's, that's, ex- that's, that's, that's a, a little long bit. That's, a, that's longer than we let show. most people. That's longer than we let everybody yeah. go. We let you go, man. You you were you were rolling. You were talking about pipes and toilets and whatnot, Oops and everything. Yeah, I was in tears. That's the way you communicate to Bears super fans across the nation. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, coast to coast, Black and Abdallah. This is the place. Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. I'd like you to meet someone who's really special. It's Black and Abdallah. A real inspiration. Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago.
Elmwood Park. You're on ESPN 1000. Go ahead, Paul. Hey, did you guys notice how that last caller started off by saying that everything sucks, but then in the last 30 seconds completely contradicted himself and started talking about how we're building a five-year window uh, I don't colors. know what he wants to build windows. He wants to replace our pipes. He wants Guys. to fix the leaky pipes. He wants a toilet that's warming. Have you got? Have you ever used a? I don't want to know what his thoughts are on bidets. Have you ever used a bidet? No, I've. I, I, I no, no. It'll change no. your life. I haven't either. Not interested. Yeah. It'll change your life, man. Yeah. I don't I'll, want I'll it pee, shooting up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. You, how long were you in Italy and France for you to use a bidet, a bidet no. once? No. Next time you go, you got to try a bidet. I, would, I didn't have a mess on my hands. You don't need to have hey, a mess. You could just try it. Thanks, but, Paul. Appreciate you. Hey, Paul, go quick, try a bidet, quick, man. Yeah, what's real up, quick. Paul? So, but just on the ownership topic real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, ownership is it's an uphill battle, but, but she doesn't need to die for you to win here. I mean, that, that's outrageous. Yes. Listen, there's, out, there's franchises out there with bad ownerships that have won. Jim Ursay is a, <laughs> a terrible owner. And he is good. Um, look at the Bengals, for example. You know what recently changed in the Bengals? Quarterback. Joe Burrow. Yep, exactly. And and all of a sudden, <laughs> ownership doesn't matter anymore, right? So, yep. guys, we just, mm-hmm. just got to get it right. Well, no, I will but, say that. Uh, good call, Paul. Appreciate you. Thanks. Bears owner. The, the, the common comment that Bears ownership doesn't want to win is just flat out false. No, they want to win. They They're want just, to they win. They haven't done it. They haven't hired the yeah, right people to it. do it. And hopefully with the hiring of Kevin Warren to oversee the operation, they've hired someone that's good at their job to do this. Carl and Antioch, your thoughts on that last caller? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, Carl, what'd you think of the last caller? Hey, Carl, have you tried a bidet? Well, I, I, th- I think that he, was, he had a personal attack towards me, mm-hmm. which is fine. I understand. That that's good, but here's the thing: like I talk in realistic, logistic points of view, and the points of view are is that we need to man- minimize our um, money situation. So I'd rather have Caleb Williams and. All right, hold um, on, Carl. Joel in Aurora, Colorado. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Joel? Joel, Black and Abdallah. Bump, 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 bump. What's up, fellas? What's up? What's going on? So I just, I wanted to comment on that Carl's guy. Wow, he's more lit than any time I've ever called the show. <laughs> and then you guys let him talk for a whole seven that's, minutes. That's pretty lit. And then uh, Adam gave a reference of, that's the bottom line. But he didn't even know what he was talking about. No, he didn't. Even like, how often okay. do you listen to the show? Do you listen to the show or what? But um, <laughs> anyways... Uh, yeah, I usually uh, don't get to see you guys on the live show, but tonight I am, and um Hi. taking the show, and that last guy about the bidet, yeah. I, I've never used a bidet, but I'm a resident, residential electrician, and there's so many toilets that I've wired Oh yeah, for heating. You just wire the outlet, and then once the unit comes, it just goes, plugs in right there. So How long are people sitting on the toilet that warm. they need it to be warm? Well, sometimes it's cold, right. cold porcelain. Heat it up. Well, in the wintertime, that's one thing, but how, how cold is the house that you have to heat your... Yeah. Well, Just some turn people, your heat up What if you keep your heat at like 60? I'm sure it gets pretty cold. 60? Oh, it's cold. 
Ish. Thanks, Joel. Thank you. <laughs> Later, man. Carl, your thoughts. It. Carl and Antioch, it. your thoughts on the last caller. Um, you know what? He seems like a Packers fan that uh, just got married at the, at the Arby's restaurant, right, right across from uh, Rogers Land. All right, but thank I'm you, Carl. A- all right, thanks, Let's Carl. Go. All right, all right. There he is. There's Carl. We go to Mike in <laughs> Lincoln Square. Mike, you're on ESPN 1000. Yeah. Um, you guys are having a very, very epic show right now. Oh, with thank your, you. With it's, your, it's just with a regular your, Tuesday. Guest, <laughs> yeah, with your guest from Antioch there. Um, <laughs> I, I would just remind him, since he seems to be um, the, the world scholar on Bears history, uh, George Hallis's favorite college was not Notre Dame. He said the grandfather's favorite college is where Cole Komet went. Yeah. George Hallis picked the colors of his team based on the colors of the university that he went to and that he loved, University of Illinois. Yep. And George, George Hallis constantly, from Red Grange through Dick Buckus, always tried to pick guys off of the University of Illinois uh, football team. So I don't think that guy has a, a reading on history. And with regards to the, to the McCaskies, I've met a number of them. My, my aunt used to live right next door to Virginia, very simple suburban house in Des Plaines, not, nothing showy off, 1,800, 2,000 square feet. She was a very nice lady, a very good person. I can tell you, as you guys have pointed out, she lived for Bears football, mm-hmm. even back in the 70s and 80s. I mean, she wanted them to win. I mean, you know, admittedly, your dad was the guy who knew about uh, football. I mean, he's the guy who actually handpicked Ditka to be his coach. It's unfortunate he didn't live three more years to, to go to the Super Bowl. Um, and that's the problem in the ownership. And McCaskey's have finally figured it out. They don't have the knowledge of football that George Hallis had, and they hired somebody finally who does. And, and that's a football guy in Kevin Warner who knows how to work with people. And if I'm Ryan Poles, I'm doing what I think you guys have been sort of hinting at, and I am going to fix the offensive line in the offseason. If I can get a top 15 left tackle and a top 15 center, they don't have to be the best, just in the top 15 compared to the league average. You put those two in place and you add Marvin Harrison Jr., I think both Justin Fields and Tyson Bajan would be a top 15 quarterback. And Fields has a lot more, what do they call it, seal or height in front of him. And he could be a top 10 quarterback with that type of uh, skills around him. And if I'm Brian Poles, the way I talk to Kevin Warner about it is, look, I've got a contract. I'm going to be here for a few years unless you want to try and buy me out of it. Right off year one of my contract is being I broke down the team. You can't call Eberflus at fault for any of those losses or even the victories last year. This is Justin's only second year in this offensive system. Last year, I think on your station, most of the, the real football experts like yourselves, like Waddle, like Yurkovich said, it takes you know a rookie quarterback, essentially what Fields was last year, Usually about two years, the second half of the second season in the offense is when you start seeing is the development there. I think he's had some. And by the way, if you wait, if you don't get the, the offensive, if you don't get the offensive head coach that you want this offseason, I mean the exact person, whether it's Harbaugh or somebody else out there, I wouldn't go with the coordinator from Detroit because he's never been a head coach. I'd go with this a head coach who's been successful, who you think can develop a quarterback. Harbaugh's on the short list, and there's a couple other guys like Kyle Shannon who aren't going to be available. And so then you have to ask yourself the question is, why not fix everything else on the offense, leave fields in place, bet you he's going to be a top 15 quarterback if you do, and if he's not, the following year you stack up some of your draft picks, 
and you go out and you get the you know the coach that you want and and the draft pick that you need in order to get a quarterback that the guy wants. But you'll have a good team. Yeah. If, but basically, think of uh, right now. If you put Marvin Harrison Jr., a good center and a good left tackle in there, you only need Kyle Orton, a guy who minimizes mistakes. That's all you need. Thanks for the call, Mike. Appreciate you. Thanks for taking the call. Bye. There is. There's Mike. Carl and Antioch, what do you think of Mike's call? Well, I got to say, first of all, he... You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Follow the show on Twitter at Chris Black and at Adam A. Abdallah. James and Munster, you're on ESPN 1000 with Black and Abdallah. What's up, James? Gentlemen, here's the issue. We got to talk to we got to talk to Danny Z. We got to talk to Mr. Zetterman about uh, lifting the ban on Mitchell and Desplaines. You want to lift the ban on Mitchell and Desplaines? Why is that? Well, I'm I'm not necessarily Mitchell's biggest fan, but I'd rather listen to Mitchell than all of his cousins and uncles calling in and and, and <laughs> over the radio show. Well, unfortunately. That's something, James, you're going to have to take up with uh, one Danny Zetterman, yeah, you our can director t- of content. You can tweet him at D Zetterman. Yeah. I promise I promise. I will listen to every every uh, uh, armchair nutritionist broadcast <laughs> if we don't have to listen to all of Mitchell and displayed cousins and uncles calling in instead of just Mitchell. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Thanks for the call, James. Thanks, James. Take care, guys. Uh, Carl and Antioch, what do you think of that last call? I... Uh... I want to say I actually agree. I agree with two callers ago. I agree with the way he's got a format going down. Chris and Crumpo, actually, uh, let's go to uh, Ray on the south side. You're on ESPN hey. 1000. What's up, Ray? Hey, what's going on? Good evening, Black and Abdallah. What's uh, up, Ray? I just, I just want to comment like on our mindset as like a whole as Chicago fan base. Like we got to get out this mindset, man, of like. Oh man, the team is exciting, so we content with it. Like, bro, that Bulls team should have blew that up a few years ago when they lost to the Bucks. Like, we should have pivoted. Like, DeRozan, Levine, one of them had to go at that point. It's either a like you either building towards the championship, like by adding assets, young assets, and you building. Like when Derrick Rose was here, we knew that guy had a ceiling to where he can be an MVP. Or two, you already in a championship stint. And you just adding pieces along with it, like this garbage of being in the middle and just waiting around. Like man, it's frustrating to me, man. Like I'm just so irritated with like this entire like city and our mindset of like, like bro, we should be building towards championships or competing. It's no in the middle no more. Like let's get out of that mindset right now. And then the last thing I have to say is like yeah. it's about the Bears, like. Uh, I mean, just uh, I think the best quarterback in this draft, bro, to me, and nobody is talking about him, is J.J. McCarthy. I'm not falling for the Drake May or the Caleb Williams. Like, I like J.J. McCarthy. And that's what I got to say, man. I'll just hang up and listen. All right, good call, Ray. Appreciate you. 312-332-3776. Chad in St. Charles, you're on ESPN 1000. Yeah, I just want to make a public service announcement. Uh, I've been a psych nurse for about 10 years or so, and Carl, he should probably seek help. He's delusional and paranoid, and... Mm. Speak out, buddy. Uh, second thing I wanted to bring up is a point really nobody ever really thinks about or makes, but can you guys list the two players that uh, the Bears ended up not drafting or 
basically got drafted from the Trubisky trade. So, like, the players that the 49ers took and they yeah. traded one of the picks of the Saints. Do you it, know was, um, it was the tackle, the defensive tackle, right, Thomas? Wasn't that yeah. one of the players? No, okay, so they traded up from three to two. Mm-hmm. They gave up, I believe, two-thirds or a third and a fourth. Do you know who those two players ended up being? Who are Kittle? the two players? Kittle. No. No. Al- Alvin Kamara yes. and Fred Werner. Fred Warner. Uh, That's the other one. Yeah. I knew Kamara was one of them. Yeah. Okay. And then other thing I wanted to say is the Bulls, they really just should have. This is what happens when you try to shortchange a rebuild. Instead of acquiring Vucevich for draft capital and a young player, that year they should have traded Zach Levine and tried to get draft picks. And I think they would have been way better right now. That's all I got to say. Thanks for the call, Chad. Appreciate you. We go to Julio in Displays. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Julio? Black and Abdal. What's up? What's up, fellas? Hope everything is well. Everything's fine. Pin- Good. Great to hear. I want to pinball like a theory off of you guys. Mm. So. What if we keep building up this Bears offensive line, we get more wide receiver help for the quarterback and whatnot, and we just build a really sound team, both on the offensive line, defensive line, we've got weapons all around, and we do a sort of plug a quarterback that's coming towards the end of their, their contract or potentially talked about being traded. Matthew Stafford was one of them. Josh Allen was signed in 2021, and – the Bills don't look that hot anymore, and maybe in a couple of years when the Bears start to look like an enticing organization, an attractive team where they can actually come and win, we do that and let Justin Fields play out his contract. You even have Bajan if you want as well. That's fine, too, as a backup or whatever you want him to be. And just keep building that way. I just want to pinball that off you guys, and I'll go ahead and listen. Julio, it sounds like you want to build the uh, current Detroit Lions. Yes. Yeah, that is exactly like what the Bears are going to face this weekend. Yeah, and then we'll see firsthand how that's working, right? And maybe, maybe we'll go ahead and follow suit. I don't know, but I'll go ahead and listen to you guys. All right, thanks for the call. Good call, Julio. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, that is certainly one way to do is like not stress about the quarterback, build up your offensive, defensive lines, and then assemble weapons, and then kind of work out the quarterback position in a way where. You're not spending top draft capital on quarterbacks. You're more waiting for guys to wear out their welcome in other places mm-hmm. and kind of get their second run. That, that's essentially what the Lions are doing with Jared Goff is this is his second chance and the team yeah. is built up around him. Yes, I would I know like he's a top draft pick, but still, he's not I elite. Know. I would like to build the offense the way the Bears are doing it, build up a good offensive line, which they're doing. The offensive line is better this year. You've got DJ Moore. You have the potential to add Marvin Harrison Jr. And then I don't think you need to, like, take the risk on Caleb Williams because, you know, he's he's fallen out of the top for a lot of uh, draft analysts. Drake May has kind of moved into, you're seeing that a lot of that this week is now Drake May is moving his way up to number one. I don't think you need to do that. Like, you could always take Marvin Harrison. You could always take Bo Nix with that fifth pick. You could trade back into the first round and maybe get Bo Nix a little bit later. Like, I like the idea of what the Eagles did, of building up the line, having a great offensive line, having a ton of weapons, having a really good defense. Then you add the quarterback. Like, you've got the luxury of two first-round picks this year. If you end up taking Marvin Harrison one and you end up taking a quarterback with the fifth or you trade it back and get a quarterback later in the first round... I'm fine with that because then that quarterback can kind of grow a little bit 
And like he doesn't need to come out and win right away. Like the first, like you don't need to go, you know, eight and one like the Eagles are this year. But you can find a way. So you don't need to say, hey, Caleb Williams, oh, he's got, you know, a lot of people don't like the attitude. A lot of people, you don't like that he dangles the football out here. He's like loose out, with out it. Here he, he's holds, he holds it down near his hip, and he's, you know that a, a defensive like lineman will will knock that out in the yeah. National Football League. That's certainly going to happen. Jimmy on I-94, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jimmy? Oh, not much. Great, great show tonight, boys. Unbelievable. <laughs> Thank I'm dying you. in the car. Uh, I, I was worried I was going to sound a little aloof or a doofus, but uh, following some of these callers, I feel very comfortable tonight. So I will preface this by saying I don't yeah. watch a lot of college football at all. But I get a little nervous when people are talking about Caleb Woods or Drake May coming into the Bears, right? Because every year it seems like there's a Will Levis or a Trubisky or uh, the, guy, the, the guy who slams uh, the Cougars on the Jets. I forget his name. But that oh, Will Zach Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. 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 It seems like... It seems like this Drake Mays is going to be another one of these guys because when I think North Carolina, I got to be honest, I don't think football, if he's so good, why did he go to a school that's more known for college football? I just, I'm not sold on Drake May, but again, great show, guys. And Thank you. Best, best show, best show around today. See you guys. Thank you. Thank you for the phone call. <laughs> what, I, I will say this in the last couple of years, um, North Carolina's head coach, um, why can't I think of Mac, his name? Mac. Mac. Brown, Mac Brown. I I think the assessment from Jimmy on quarterbacks going there in the past is a little different when it's Mac Brown who's now rec- recruiting. Yeah, like Mac Brown has legit credentials in college football. He won big at Texas, and then he wanted to go back to his school, North Carolina, b- build them back up. I kind of feel differently. Like I'm not as out on Drake May because of that. Like he didn't go to one of the powers. Mac Brown can recruit. So, like, I'm not worried about Drake May selecting to go to North Carolina as a negative on his. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I know what you're saying. The, the I other, think it's different with Trubisky. Yeah, I'm not going to throw out schools. Like, there is no powerhouse school that that's like the cradle of quarterbacks. There isn't one. People were like, Ohio State's never produced a good quarterback. Yeah, what's C.J. Stroud doing right now? You know, he's playing well for a while, for a long time. It was Alabama can't produce quarterbacks for a while. And then what? Two and Jalen Hurts. OK, Oklahoma, two for Jalen Hurts. But we claim him. Um, and so, like, there's no like. We. Yeah, you heard me. There's no I got a lot of shirts. I contribute to the gear. Um, <laughs> there's is that all it takes. now. Yeah, it is. I don't need to pay tuition to claim we um, online classes. I could. <clears throat> <laughs> Carl and Antioch, what do you think of that? Look. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Here on ESPN 1000. Thank you to Charlie Bevins and to Sean Graney for producing tonight's show. We'll be back tomorrow night from 6 to 8 right here on ESPN 1000. Hey, Abdallah, I do want to talk to you quickly. Uh, We have a lot of phone callers that we're going to try and squeeze in before the end of the show. I did want to mention this. Did you see the story last week? 
that Nintendo is going to make a live-action Zelda movie. Oh, okay. Are you interested in this? You remember the game Zelda? Yeah. For Nintendo? I was wondering why I saw this sound pop up in the system. Yeah, I like Zelda. I just don't know um, if I'm interested in this. <laughs> like, I, I, I mean, I'll watch it. I'm not running to the theater for a Zelda. Like, who's going to play Link? Who's going to play Zelda? You could cast him. How many people are going to think that Zelda's actually the guy and not that Zelda's the princess that's trying to be rescued? Right. Yeah. I, um, I think it's... Uh, I feel like it would be a film with a lot of walking. Like, it was one of my favorite games. landscapes. In, uh, for 64. Yeah. Like, it was great. You had the ocarina. Well, 64 was great. The original Legends of Zelda was pretty cool for NES, which yeah. goes way back. I know the guys producing tonight's show didn't play NES, yeah. but, but we did. Um, did you? I had the golden cartridge. Yep, so did you I. have that? Yeah, of course. Who didn't? A live action Zelda movie. I don't think, like, of all the movies that are, are spit out now to, to come up with, like, I don't think it's that half bad of an idea. It's okay. It's would you rather right. see a Crash Bandicoot movie? I kind of would. I kinda, I'd like to see Crash Bandicoot done in the style of, like, Roger Rabbit. Where oh, Crash Bandicoot cool. is the only cartoon part of it. Uh, that, that could be kind of cool. And, like, cool. the rest is the world, you know? I like that. All right, we have a lot of phone calls here. We'll try Me and get too. you in before we end. Kyle in Plainfield, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Kyle? Hey guys, how you doing tonight? Great show. Good awesome man. Show today. Thank you. Just wanted to, uh, I've called in once or twice before to kind of make fun of Mitchell and stuff or Carl or whatever he's calling himself now. Just I think they're two different people. Story. Um, I was, I played back the podcast when I called last time to one of my buddies, John Anthony. He's actually a former state rep for Illinois, but he hosts, uh, AM 560, uh, black yes. and white conservative yes. show. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, Mitchell's popped up there. Hasn't yeah, he? he has. Yeah. It's yeah. funny. I played him. He goes, that's Mitchell from Des Plains. I go, yeah. how do you know that? And he's like, yeah, he calls in our show. He calls in our show all the time. I'm like, I think this guy just makes the rounds, and uh, that's pretty much what he does. But uh, I'll hang up and listen. Let yeah. you guys get your calls in. Thank you very much, right, man. Thanks. Thank you, Kyle. Thanks for listening. Yes, we once uh, looked it up, and we found a podcast yeah. of Mitchell calling into a different show. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Nick and Lions, you're on ESPN 1000. Gotta go fast, Nick. Yeah, uh, what we used to talk about before, we're talking about the quarterback now. But whatever happened to the talks we used to have all the time about us needing a three-technique guy on a defensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, did we find the guy? No. Did we ever get the guy? Are we no. still looking for that still guy? Still looking. Still looking. Still out there looking. Still looking. Still hunting for uh, three-technique like they're looking for Bigfoot. Thanks for the call, but- Nick. <laughs> there he is. There's Nick and Lions. Mo in Frankfurt, you got to go fast, Mo. Mo. Good go to fast, see you Mo. last night, Mo. Thanks for coming out, Mo. No, it was awesome. Actually, I had a good time. I won the bag. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the four stupidest teams in the NFL. Yep. Yes. You know. Yep. You won the trivia contest. Good to see you last Thanks, night, Mo. Mo. It was good. I All just right. wanted to say hi, and then uh, I'm going to let you go. All right. Uh, yep. We got to go. Let's guys. take Stephen Naperville. All right. Stephen Steve, Naperville, what do you have? Some Dallas situation. <laughs> got to go fast, Steve. Hey, I will. I love when I'm in the car at night. Listen to you guys. You guys are the best. Two Thank quick you. things. First, uh-huh. on, the, on the bidet. Hey, it's great. It's a wonderful spritz, but you still got to clean up afterwards. Yeah. It's just oh, kind of yeah. like the yes. precursor for everything. Yeah, you're not yeah. just walking second, around with a soggy second, bottom all day. Second. 
And then second, it was the first time I saw it. I woke up in the middle of the night with all your fun callers and trying to talk about your stuff. Let's draft day it for the draft. Let's trade all the way up to number one and then trade back and we get everything back. And let's just do it that way. Come on, let's go, Works Bears. For me. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. There he is. Uh, all right, before we end, Carl and Annie, I call again, okay, my man? Yeah, here's the deal. I yeah. Hold, hold on. We you... got, we're ending the show. We Carmen go, and North River, say, say goodnight to the people, my man. Good night, Chicago. What a wild night. This is Chicago's home for sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah.